...reading and muttering to herself. If she huffed and growled, she wouldn't cry, and she wasn't going to give Arthur Banks the satisfaction of that, however much Miss Rose frowned. They had been told the day before that they were leaving. Miss Dearlove had stood up at the end of breakfast and explained that since war was expected to be declared within a few days, the Craven home for orphaned children would be evacuated, somewhere safe. No one knew what evacuation meant, except that it was vaguely connected with the rows of brown boxes on the shelves in the schoolroom, which contained the gas masks. Once a week for the last few months, they had pulled the masks on and sat staring at each other, snout-nosed and goggle-eyed. After the first few tries, Arthur had figured out how to make a rude noise, a sort of farting snort around the rubber facepiece. He did it every time now, and they all laughed. Even Miss Dearlove didn't sound that cross when she told him off. But Emmy had dreamed of those huge round eyes almost every night since. The glass lenses of the masks leaned over her, stooping down close and staring. The gas masks were supposed to help them breathe, Miss Dearlove said. But when Emmy thought of her mask... Sealed away in its flimsy cardboard box, she found her breath catching in her throat. Where was this gas going to come from, anyway? No one had said. Arthur and his friend Joey said it would be dropped by planes. But all the gas that Emmy knew about came in pipes to the kitchen for the stoves. She didn't see how it could be carried in a plane. If only someone would explain, she thought bitterly kicking at a crack in the pavement as they marched on. Where were they going? And why? What was happening? No one told them anything. They didn't need to know. They just got packed up like their clothes and sent away. Look! The little girl Emmy had been shoved next to tugged at her sleeve. What? Emmy muttered, not looking. Over there! Ruby pointed across the road. See, Emmy, there. Do you think they're being evacuated too? Emmy turned and saw that they were passing a school, where a long column of children was lining up on the playground. They were carrying an assortment of battered cases and brown paper bags, and there were labels tied onto their coats. I suppose so. Just like us. Ruby said thoughtfully. I didn't know everybody was. We have to get out of the cities, in case of planes flying over, Emmy said vaguely. All the children do. That was what the boys had thought anyway. They had been lurking around the matron's sitting room, listening to the news broadcasts, so Emmy supposed it was possible they were right. The children on the playground did look a lot like them, except that there were mothers huddling around them, and even a few fathers. They were pushing packets of sandwiches into children's pockets, hugging them, and running along beside them as the line of children started to snake out onto the street. The children marched away, following two older boys who had a banner with the school's name stitched onto it. Almost like a procession. Emmy thought.
Some of the schoolchildren were crying, Emmy noticed. A lot of the smaller ones were clinging to their mothers, pale-faced and bewildered. They didn't seem to know what was happening either. But some of the others looked happy, swinging their cases as if they were off on holiday. Perhaps they were. They might end up at the seaside. Emmy blinked thoughtfully. She was almost sure she'd never been out of London. Until now, she hadn't really thought about where they were going. She'd been too worried about what they were leaving behind. Maybe those two boys in the line with grins all over their faces were right. It was an adventure. But almost all the mothers were brushing tears away quickly with the sides of their hands, so as not to be seen. Emmy shivered. She supposed the children from the home were lucky. All the adults they knew were coming with them.